who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Way, Brady PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Fairmount Plus. Nintendo! Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of February 16th, 2017. I'm Jose Otero. This is IGN's Nintendo Show. And coming up on Nintendo Voice Chat, we have a two-topic show this week, but I promise you, you will like what we're doing on this episode. First, we're going to talk about the Zelda expansion pass and how we feel about it. And then, in the second segment, we're going to have an interview with Bill Trinan, who's here to talk about Zelda Breath of the Wild and 1-2-Switch. But let's lead off with talking about the Zelda season pass. And here to talk about it with me is Brian Altano. Hey! Fran Mirabella. Hey, everyone. And Per Schneider. Brap, brap. So to round <laughs> up and present how this was rolled out, Nintendo announced this week that there is uh, this is available for pre purchase expansion uh pass that you'll get three new treasure chests that will appear on the great plateau the minute you buy this thing one of those chests they said contains a switch logo shirt um that link can wear during the adventure very random and then the promise of two other deliveries the first content pack which would come out this summer will include the addition of a cave of trials challenge a new hard mode and a uh, new feature for the in-game map and then the second expansion pack will launch holiday 2017 um adds new challenges that will let players enjoy a new dungeon a new original story and uh yeah the new challenge was part of that one thing to point out before we move on is that you can buy this for switch or wii u but you have to buy the pass to get both they, they are not sold individually and you can purchase that now you can when so when this third, was announced third, yeah. it wasn't up for pre-order but now you can actually get it on amazon um obviously you can't buy it on a switch till you get a switch right oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, if you were trying to go through that delivery system. yeah originally i saw it said it was available on march 3rd i guess they meant that it's active, but so you can yeah, buy right. it. You can buy you it from the like shop. And how something. much yeah. is it again? Twenty bucks. Thanks okay. for catching that. Twenty dollars, and this is what you're getting. So we've seen Nintendo present, you know, uh, DLC in this manner with Mario Kart. We had mm-hmm. like, hey, they spelled out, we're doing these tracks, we're doing carts, we're doing pieces, but, things but, like that. But this one is a lot more vague. I feel. Yeah, did they announce a Mario Kart DLC at the very start? No, they waited until after the game came out. That's a great mm-hmm. point. Right, and so the difference here, and, and what explains some of the reaction, is that I think some some fans thought like Nintendo was the last bastion of a of a game developer that doesn't doesn't say thank you for the, your money and we want more money next week. Right? right, and and to be clear, that's not what's happening here. It's not like they have this feature developed that they're holding for a week and then you have to pay extra for it. I mean, they they definitely have more of a rollout plan like they have with Mario Kart. 
card. But because it's a single player game, I think they tell you right away. It's like don't get rid of your game once you finish the one single player. One of all the companies yeah. too that charge yeah. for season passes, I feel like they've been upfront to folks saying that, or an understanding and letting people know that look, we're not cutting things from the main game. But that's hard on some folks when you're saying a new hard mode. Because yeah. does that mean that, there is no hard mode in the in these Elder Breath of the right. Wild that you're buying at launch? I think that's what that was a stinger for some people because that's uh, we've gotten stuff like that and the cave of trials the, those type of yeah. modes it pre-baked into zelda games in the past they're there when you buy the standard issued version mm-hmm. of the game um i think that obviously dlc is just like a it's a gross term to a lot of people season passes are gross terms to a lot of people but they're not inherently bad for well, vocal people maybe not la- yes. a lot of people yeah. like that's yeah. the difference right mm-hmm. i mean i think the paris point and what we all continue to suffer through it's like it's hard to attach value and understanding yeah. i think that is the issue because like honestly when i heard it i thought oh cool DLC. My expectation, which is unique, right? So so here's what I thought I was going to look at. Oh, cool. There's like a a new temple and there's a blah, blah, blah that's going to be coming out. And then it was like costumes and a hard mode thing, harder mode. Anyway, I'm not saying that it's not the, that it's not worth the $20. We'd have to see it, but I, wasn't what I expected. You know what I mean? Well, it's because first of all, let's address the elephant in the room is the t-shirt is dumb. Yeah, like it's you a can t-shirt. wear it in game. You don't actually get it's a real a one. It's a T-shirt that breaks uh, <laughs> the breaks that fourth wall. That like you're not getting an amazing outfit like the golden armor or yeah. something. You're well, literally getting a promotional T-shirt. So I think the Nintendo <laughs> yeah. Switch. Or, hear me out here, yeah. but I think the Nintendo Switch but, logo is like it's obtuse and weird enough that it could fit in the Zelda universe as like a tunic with a cool design on it. Yeah. But if he just shows up with like Nintendo Switch available in stores March third, <laughs> then that's kind of weird. Yeah, you like know, a contemporary. He's going. He's I hope, have no, I don't think so. I don't think it's gonna be like the Mercedes or whatever. That showed up in mario but i don't mind the playfulness actually i think it's more about what paris point was which is you would for 20 additional dollars which is almost half the price of the yeah. game mm-hmm. you would expect an amazing armor set so i do think that's like, yeah. is it, are there more details no, to come or no. That these, these were and, incredibly yeah. vague details and we'll probably get an answer when bill's on the mic later but it mm-hmm. it is point it, it may point to the reality that this is in, in development i mean that was the story when mario kart 8 uh announced dlc i remember that they were not very specific on what tracks were getting remade just that we're have it we're, we're going to have additional cups and there'll be eight additional courses with each pack yeah. but i still feel like you had a tangible sense a more tangible sense of what those yeah. things well, were you know, so a lot of people were upset about it even though if you in retrospect the mario kart <coughs> 8 dlc is some of the best dlc we've ever seen really in video good. games it's yeah, significantly it really expanded uh the depth and content of that game oh, and on this yeah. show we have said like if if nintendo goes ahead and says all right we're making zelda breath of the wild the biggest map we've ever done with this very open sort of idea of discovery and finding things and it was a one and done yeah like how how disappointing would that have been and this is already a game that you're going to play for so many hours i feel like knowing that there's more coming to it is is a good thing so i'll Mm -hmm. I'll do the old guy thing again where i say there's precedence for this right there's precedence for this it was called the ocarina of time and nintendo Uh. before the game was out said there will be a uh, a 64DD add-on disc right. w- that will remix the game and you will be able to play it again in a master quest, a harder quest, um, where everything's changed. So mm-hmm. what we don't know about this DLC um, is what this harder mode is or what this map feature is, or w- is the t-shirt used for anything else, right? Like It could <laughs> become this thing that you put on when you're doing, uh, doing speedruns, and right. it becomes this thing in a lot of videos where Link with his new t-shirt is doing speedruns. The map feature could point to something that's uh, scavenging on something you have to find in the game or you know some other way of exploring something that you didn't know there uh, w- that that was in the game before and then the hard mode could be more significant than just taking more damage from an enemy right mm-hmm. like I, a hard mm-hmm. mode that is the that's the kind of thing where i would feel bad like it it doesn't feel like it's that hard for the developer to implement at launch and if that was just delayed to be value for right. DLC i would feel bad about that but if this hard mode is something more significant like Master Quest, that would be You could also make yeah. the argument, though, that this game, and in, especially in the way this world is designed, is kind of hard enough as it is. I mean, we've seen enemies in this world where they take a swipe at you and eight hearts go missing. Right. Yeah. You know, and we're talking about, like, it's hard to really gauge what this all means, and I agree with you. If, if there isn't know. a hard, hard mode, like it, it, it's it's difficult to make a determination on value. And I think, and we I wrote about this this week in an op-ed, but... 
it's strange to me, and it didn't occur to me until this uh, DLC, and I do think we're going to see a lot more DLC from Nintendo on Switch. I think that this has been a tra- trajectory they have been going for a while. Right. I think that um, on their financials, they have noticed that the games with DLC have been doing better, especially on a download like sort, sort of sales perspective. But I do see... Um, God, I lost my point uh, where we were building. Yeah, uh, I always start building this temple, and then I get You've lost in the so middle of it. You've got so grand plans, Jose. Th- th- yeah. but- I mean, think about it. But like, my, my I, I get excited if I think about what these things could mean. Like, what a hard mode could also mean that every enemy was like this wimpy bokoblin before that you meet right off oh. the bat actually wears armor or something. Like got something it. significantly right. changed about your. Experience. So I got my point. My point is that developers You're have welcome. been making and selling DLC for years, yeah. and yet there is still not a standard of expectation for what. DLC is totally. after a game comes mm-hmm. out. Yeah. I feel like you have different versions of this and the ones that were reacted to negatively dominate the conversation so much that the ones that do do well are forgotten or ignored or just in the moment no one's thinking about, well, it could also be that. Like, Why not play both sides instead of just yeah. making one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I was just going to do the same thing that Pear was just doing. Like, There's the other side of the story, which is actually, right, this is probably the biggest Zelda game yet. They've put a ton of time into it, as we understand. From the looks of it, it looks amazing. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you could argue they've already added so much to the game already, yeah. meaning how do you put a $60 price tag on something? That's already hard enough. And so, meaning we don't know what's coming. But I would also add that Nintendo doesn't have some big history of, like, oh, it's just going to cost you $20 for some costumes. Right. There are plenty of uh, people who do that. So Nintendo, mm-hmm. to be fair, right, they don't normally do that. And I think that's what Pear's getting at. They yeah. do really value the customer's time and money. Now, we hope they're not going down some new road, right? And I of think, course. Th- and that's I, I what think, I think you're getting at. I think at they is- are, but I do think that it will be along the... I'm hoping that it will be along the lines of still taking into account what is valuable to the consumer and what makes sense. What can we make after the game is done, not what are we cutting before the yeah. game is yeah, out, it, it is which designed, is a constant struggle. It is designed for people who have finished the game. It's yeah. like you finished the game, you walked away, the story is over. It's not for We're going to yeah. do this thing to the game that's going to get you back in. And that's yeah. what excites me. Like It could be a significant so, but, new experience. So here's my issue with all this, and I'm excited for it. I'm going to buy it. There are going to be cars in it. Oh, no, I have a better solution. And airplanes. Good. <laughs> the timing of it is odd, and I'll tell you why. I've already spent $130 on this game. I bought the Master Edition, and there was no talk of DLC. I or... thought Andrew bought the Master Edition, and you're just buying a sword. No, no, no. I'm, oh, I'm buying oh, it off of him. He, oh, he got the gosh. pre-order. I got the Special Edition. Either way, we're lost in the grass here. We're paying that all that. Okay, you're in the tall got grass. Got you need it, a sword it. to get out. <laughs> got it. Right, so the Special right. Edition's 100 bucks. The Master Edition's 130 That's all well and good. I had no problem buying that because it comes with a bunch of cool stuff. But the timing of announcing the uh, expansion pack deal DLC season pass type thing as $20 afterwards is a little odd because now I'm baking that into the cost of the other things. Right. And it would just been nice to have all that, all of that grouped in at the same time. But then it would have, have been, they would have had to announce it sooner. And I do think that this was a thing they should have just waited for after the game was out I agree. versus saying it right now. Wait, yeah. would you have paid for the ultra master? Edition, yes, of course. The $150 or whatever. Of course. And I'll still buy those things piecemeal, yeah. but, but I you just would think, like to know at the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just, it's odd that like the master edition doesn't necessarily net you all of the content as well you know maybe they hadn't maybe maybe they hadn't decided it's on the possible. timing this, or maybe they were yeah. worried about i mean retailers i think yeah. they uh. maybe were a little concerned like you don't want that to interfere with the switch messaging and just the game yeah and now they're close enough and the pre-orders it, are in so. yeah. let's not forget they just came up for air after completing yeah. these mass yeah. this massive game and the hardware and they probably said all right mm-hmm. we're gonna send this team off now to work on on add-on content and then yeah. like, oh let's announce it and there's yeah. just there's just like a lot of toxicity and negative negativity about that in general um but i just i don't think it's entirely warranted all the time because games statistically are cheaper than they've almost ever been i mean i was i was buying n64 games for for 90 dollars yeah, but retail yeah. games are and i think yeah. that's still the sticking point for folks right that everything still has a set price and everything costs 60 dollars. even though some games could get away with you know we can charge yeah. 80 technically yeah. thinking how yeah. many hours you invest in it yeah i mean fran and i play a ton of destiny yeah. if you if you added the cost value to play ratio Right, like yeah. it was a steal. If I'm right, per like hour, exactly. Yeah, no, well, even it's, like it's kind of. But there the, is no math equation. Yeah, no, and it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. But to your point, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, you were going to. Yeah, say. no, I mean, I bought the uh, Battlefront season pass two years ago, right, year and a half ago, and yeah. uh, that gave me a content drop pretty much uh, five times, I believe it was, every quarter plus some extra free stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up putting like 150 hours into that game, and I spent 150 dollars on it. And a dollar mm-hmm. an hour is nothing to you know have fun with a video game. So I think with something like this, I'm going to spend. 
probably 60, 70, 80, maybe 100 hours playing Zelda Breath of the Wild. And if this expands that even further, I'm okay with it. I do agree the messaging is a little strange in terms of like the, this, the Switch t-shirt and other things, but I, I have faith in it. There's, uh, you know, there, there's another example of this happening in the games industry where um, the developers of The Witcher, The Witcher 3, mm-hmm. announced DLC. And pre- yeah. previously, uh, b- before the game came out, they talked a lot about, you know, all this free download stuff that you're getting. And That's right. by the way, people got, you got a lot of free um, content uh, for The Witcher 3 and it, it was good. The entire item system in that no. game. Yeah. And it yeah. got updated, exactly. Yeah. The menus yeah. were overhauled. Mm-hmm. And then they announced the free, uh, the uh, paid DLC. And there were, there were definitely a lot of people who freaked out and said, yeah. hey, you promised us free stuff. Now you're charging for stuff. This is ridiculous. And there were a lot of angry voices until people played the DLC. Yeah. Because the DLC was great, right? Yeah, like right. Blood and Wine, for example, the, the just really cool stories that expanded the universe. And you could have played The Witcher and gotten over 100 hours of playtime play easily, but then you could have spent a couple more bucks, kept the game, and played more. And I, I'm hoping that we're ending up in this direction. But, but you just can't tell from why the announcement. why do people latch yeah. so hard? And the hard. t-shirt didn't help. Why do mm-hmm. people latch so hard onto the, the sort of the, the poorer examples of execution? Like, why does everyone have to suffer by just because there were the few that messed up. That's the thing that I don't understand. Because it costs money. Asking for more money is the problem. That's the point. They already made the game for you, but they're like, there are some extras, but you're going to have to pay for them. It's like, right, when you're trying to buy a car or whatever, the add-ons, and they always feel a little dirty. It's It's like, why doesn't air conditioning come with it? (laughs) Why don't I just get seriously a t-shirt? That's a great example. That shouldn't be a thing. Book book a flight, buy a concert ticket, get an iPhone. Literally everything (laughs) you do, nickel and dimes you all the way to the finish line. So I think people are just hesitant. They're like, but games should have been that one thing I spent 60 bucks on and I have everything in there. And it's like, well, not necessarily. Whatever you know, whatever the status quo is, when you change it, people will be upset. And yeah. you know, DLC is still something that's fairly new uh, in mobile <laughs> games. I mean, look how many people were upset over Mario Run, for example, right? Which yeah. was more of a traditional price model of a handheld game at ten bucks, right? Yeah. And on the flip side, then, people were upset that you could unlock everything for ten bucks, and the Nintendo wasn't making enough money. Like investors were pissed off. They're like, uh, they should have been a dollar ninety nine. People level. get upset. Oh, the investors. Let it go. <laughs> I, the investor doesn't care about you. The investor wants no. to get. Paid. They care about like, the money. The the, stop. But, but, stop but, it. But, no. But, no. But, but that's yeah. You don't. You, that's don't real talk, don't right? feel bad yeah. for businesses except <laughs> ours. Subscribe, share, thumbs up, all yeah. that. Yep. Um, no, but it, but it's like anytime money is involved, people are going to have reactions to it, and I think that's fine. And like if a product is is shallow and you paid for something that ultimately didn't del- deliver, like you want to share that. It's harder to do though because. When we, when we experience a product, somebody may play for a week, somebody for two weeks, three months, and there's not this kind of, there's not this kind of, uh, shared experience where you can all talk about it. And so right. that's where when news breaks, like something like that, everybody can talk about it at the same time. And mm-hmm. so you're going to get a lot of those opinions all bundled together. Sure. Um, you know, it, it's, it, I wouldn't react too strongly about some people being negative about it. It's no, like, yeah. they may not be the people who are actually buying this game as well. They may just be voicing their concern. Mm-hmm concern over DLC in general. No, and I've also seen plenty of positives. I've seen folks, like, I I feel like it was right down the middle. You had folks who were definitely opposed and will always be opposed to what DLC is, and then you had folks on the other side going, wait, there's more to Zelda? And I I feel like that's our reaction at this table. Few people say, few people say, I want to pay pay more money. Like, few people will say that, right? But, yeah, I was going to say that is the, (laughs) that's the silver lining, is you want to look at this as if this is successful for Nintendo, more DLC is a good thing if they're actively developed being meaning really bonus add-on content like imagine they support breath of the wild for the next two years Mm -hmm. that's a world i want to live in when i only get a zelda game every four or five years that would be awesome yeah so maybe this that's the silver lining i don't know but i do think that this does reach a point where okay then what splatoon 2 specifically that is a game where the first splatoon really did have a ton of free stuff Mm -hmm. and you've kind of set this precedent of to an extent that this game grew and evolved over time because you supported it with free maps, you supported it with free weapons, and I think eventually Splatoon did charge you for something. They did find a way to charge something after they finished all the free content, but... 
I think with Splatoon 2, like, I just wonder how they're going to handle that. Because DLC Super is going yeah, to be about a that. part of that yep. game. Like, there's well, no I, way that... That's why it. I think it's a little odd that, that Zelda fans are pissed off at Nintendo for the season pass. But then something like Mario Kart 8 Plus, which literally just adds battle mode and a couple of other things. Uh, people are like, bring it on. I can't wait. I, I mean, don't know. That, that's $60 for a game that we all bought. I bought DLC for. Yeah, but I think you're underestimating yeah, you that battle mode. Airplane. Like, I bet Unless you, you are going to be smitten with that battle mode. That I will be. Is no, but it also should have been there day one. Yeah, but that game shipped and is gone, and it got its its yeah, regular racing yeah DLC like courses. I think I I I mark my words, Brian Altano. Unless you go completely rogue on me because I'm saying this, I bet you when that game comes out, you will be ex- so course, excited about that. Of course, of course. I'm not even. I mean, I'm not yeah. going to deny that I'm right now. Tweeting about it on an airplane. You're saying, of course. Yeah. yeah. You, I, bought, I bought Wi-Fi just to do that. <laughs> yeah, you're saying there's not comparatively comparatively there's not as much anger over. I the think fact that, that we're going to be buying. We are yeah. going to see a, a ton of Wii U games upported to Switch. Switch, mm-hmm. and there's going to be very little sort of murmur about yeah. that being a bad thing. But when somebody adds a twenty dollar value to a so, sixty dollar game, wait, 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 it's but too hang much. on, hang on. When when The Last of Us comes out uh, six months after the fact uh, on PS4, after six months into PS4's launch, The Last of Us came out. I didn't hear anyone bat an eye. Uh, the the example that was used, in fact, was well, a bunch of people bought PS4s didn't buy The Last yeah. of Us. Why? Well, I know. Yeah, no. Well, then why were, isn't that the same thing? I, I think there was definitely a, a, a very loud group of people saying like, why? And I get this for free, especially because Sony specifically has a precedent of on PS4 on day one. I had a bunch yeah. of games that I could download but, that but, I bought on yeah, PS3. No, that's I mean, true. That, 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 those saves get carried. I mean, those those downloads get carried. But with over. these remasters, which have happened on other yeah. platforms, there is sort of the expectation that well, if you've already played this game and have already had it, you don't buy. You, this isn't really for yeah. you. Yeah, this is for someone else who didn't own that thing, and that's going to be the case with Switch if this thing takes off. Yeah, yeah. It, eight million in, in, install or whatever, eight million sold, eight million copies of Mario Kart Eight sold as of last financials. Which which is a crazy attach rate when you think about like 14, 13, 14 million yeah, views yeah, in the world. Yeah. But if this, if the Nintendo Switch has this bigger audience play and it works, there's going to be a lot of new customers who Mario well, Kart exactly. is a great And very specifically with The Last of Us, 70% of PS4 owners hadn't played that game. That was the number. I so, remember. Yeah, and yeah. It, was a big, it was a big number. And I think that like if Nintendo can get that level, right, mm-hmm. of bringing in people who are lapsed Nintendo fans, new Nintendo fans, that's huge. And that's something they want to go for. I, but for someone like me who's bought all, who bought all those games two years ago, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there and I will buy them again, as I've said many times on I wonder the show. If, they'll, if I, they'll put DLC to Mario Kart as well. Like I just wonder if someone... More tracks packs? Possibly. Yeah. Well, I, first of all, back to Splatoon. I actually think Splatoon's DLC is going to be free, and I think that's how they upsell you on the somewhat bitter pill that you have to pay for online, right? Hey, they need yeah. Mario Kart and Splatoon okay. to drive their online Good plan point. and sign people up. And, and also, Splatoon 2 comes out pretty close to Splatoon 1. Like, I don't think they had enough time yet to build all these levels. Mm-hmm. I do think that they want to buy themselves a little bit more time to give you more value for the base price over time. So I think they'll replicate the first uh, Splatoon's out. Yeah. Yeah, and I I wanted to segue from what you were getting at um, earlier, which is, can we at least all agree, though, the way they know Never. it might be the problem, oh. which is the first, th- first thing I did when I saw the trailer was said i was like please nintendo never have a trailer without footage in it again that yeah. was absurd to me like i saw the headline on ign i watched it and it's like ah hello everybody we we're announcing some new details and it was like where's the foot well because and, they, and but isn't that good that means they haven't made it yet no but it's At worth it by the they're point not holding is, it back they're telling you to what we were discussing earlier it's 20 dollars for a new hard mode what does that mean? We wouldn't have a show today. We couldn't speculate without that mystery, but it, it is a big problem, right? Yeah. Like if they said every temple's going to get turned upside down, I'd be like, boom, I'm in for 20 bucks, you know, Majora's yeah. Mask. But you get the point. It could be amazing, but because we don't know, we're all pissed. And, and we do know and see something. Come and, on. And companies like Rocksteady and Bethesda have gotten in hot water in the past for doing the same thing. Yeah. They sell a season pass. They oh, incentivize yeah. you to be there Fallout. day one, but you don't necessarily you know, don't what know what you're actually buying yeah. into. Fallout Bethesda specifically. That. Batman did that too. Bethesda had yeah. a discount for pre-purchasing the season pass before you even actually knew what was in it, yeah. uh, before you saw a single screenshot. And I think for this, I mean, luckily, like if you're going to put faith in a developer, Bethesda's a pretty good one to back. Rocksteady has a good track record. Nintendo just wait, though. You can but, buy it when it's out. Well, that's yeah, but then you go to the treasure chest on day one. Nintendo doesn't need a Kickstarter, though. Like, seriously. No. Just wait. Wait. You have to 
Wait, you get a bonus for ordering it early? Yeah, day you one. You have four treasure chests day on the one. Great Plateau. This is exactly so what March I'm saying. Three, 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 no, three, no, 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 no. Three, yeah, so yeah. I need to understand, because yep. it's going to be real talk here. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, so three new treasure March chests. third, do we expect to know more about what no, we're getting? You expect to open three treasure that. chests You'll in Legend have, of Zelda So they're incentivizing you to fund and or buy something without telling you more. Yes. That's stupid. That's legitimately a little unethical, in my opinion. Like, And they're not the only ones to do it, but like... You're baiting gamers who love your franchise to buy something, and you're like, but I can't tell you what it is. Yet. You have a vague set of details. That's like, what's not the a same new hard thing. mode? What? You have a vague set of details. Yeah. That's not the same thing. Not the same Had thing it been, as what? We're doing two season packs. We're not telling you what's in them implicitly i'd see your point i don't agree because i feel like i did get okay something. i'm getting an original story i'm getting an extra dungeon i'm getting these additional challenges which yeah to be fair i don't know what those are i don't know what new hard mode is i also think that the first pack is a lot lighter than the second pack i think the second pack is gonna be the one everyone's gonna be talking I'm not about yeah. saying it's uh, not necessarily enough details but it is vague and it's i just think super i agree pe- i agree people's money reaction. is super yeah. important yeah. some people only can buy one thing a year i agree i just don't like be- like it's pretty tough like if you love zelda what if that's your one game of that course. switch it's your one thing and now you're like crap i'm just gonna spend the 20 but that might be really hard for you to do I think right that's yeah. fair. i just I, think that's a tough line to work. i think yeah. what what eases it a bit is the track record of the company making it like that's what i, I think, think that's yes. it this yeah. is like they're more of a gracie less of a crazy red if you know yeah. what i'm talking well, you're on the hook you know nintendo. Like, <laughs> like you can i don't want to say put blind faith into publishers but nintendo and zelda historically really good track record and also zelda dlc Games. uh which we saw in hyrule warriors was really well done and I, I felt right. provided a great value for yep. to extend the length of that game. The only so. time we saw Nintendo charge a, what I consider a little extra uh, was with Smash Brothers and some of those characters yeah. but yeah. there was a lot bundled in that was a little more subtle. First of all you had not just a character IP like for example if you bought Ryu you're not just getting Ryu you're getting a stage dedicated yeah. Ryu you're getting special music right. added to that mm-hmm. as well. And you guys are playing um, Fire Emblem now right on mobile. Oh, yeah. do, you, do, you, do you feel like you're getting a good value in terms of uh, the, the DLC in that game because I mean, um, you're buying things that's a lot more sort of like uh, you mean fates or do you mean the mobile game actually mobile game right, that is a, uh yeah that's a great thing to bring up because i'm i've totally bought some stuff on yeah. like microtransaction stuff you bought Fire Emblem. do you yeah. feel like you're getting your so, money's worth or no you? but i'm still gonna do it and i was gonna of point course. out that i full disclosure am the type of person like i would buy like a solid gold link tunic for whatever 15 bucks like don't wow. do that nintendo but i'm the stupid person who will stop do that. it you're ruining it for all of us well cups of coffee in san francisco cost like 650 so yeah. like in re- you know what i mean stop it you're ruining it for all of but us. my point is uh <laughs> yes full disclosure there are people out there i think that are fine doing it i yeah. think that's fine but the, it, on the mm-hmm. other side again there's people who they really need to make that decision i just feel like they could have provided more in the rollout plan I agree. that's all i'm saying i agree it's, yeah. no, I'm with you so you know part. what you're getting i feel like I with this with game the decision is easily made and that like brian said you know the developer's pedigree you go you go back and you're like you know you you played link between worlds and when it ended were you sad or relieved Mm-hmm. Do you want to keep that game? If you want to keep that game, you probably want more of mm-hmm. that game. Yeah. And so that that govern, governs yeah. my decision. I yeah. didn't. I actually did not pre-buy the Witcher DLC. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy it in advance or anything, well, or, that, or decide on buying it. It was like once I knew more about it, I wanted it. The the instant reward here makes it a little bit more complicated, but. Well, what I wanted to end on though is that yeah, just wait. If you're if you're sitting at exactly. home going, they haven't said enough. Don't buy it. Yeah. Like I don't think those three treasure chests are going to save your life and or, or I, change your well, life. There's probably they might improve your hearts. But they may save your life. But they probably <laughs> won't. I'm sure you have plenty, and they're not doing much. But right I think now. the <laughs> treasure chests will not contain something that you can't get any other way. Right. No. Well, right? It's, that, not, okay. which, it's not it, an exclusive which, item except for a t-shirt. Okay. Well, that, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. So. yeah. All right, Fran, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Uh, that uh, wraps our segment. And when we come back, we're going to have Bill Trinan here. Don't go away. Listen. All right, so we have a surprise for you. Uh, joining us for this segment to talk about Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and 1-2-Switch, we have Bill Trinan. Yay! Hey, Bill. Hey. Welcome back. Where'd you, you come s- from? You just snap your fingers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, One, two. Here I am. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. All right. So as much as we want to grill you on so much about yeah. Nintendo Switch, uh, you came prepared. Uh, your 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 uh, your PR people are waiting in the wings uh, with weapons that could possibly take us out the minute we utter something we're not supposed to. So apologies to the audience up front if if we're not asking the question you want us to. <laughs> We've been kind of sworn not to. Right. But we can still talk a lot about Zelda and about One Two Switch because you've got these two products that are two for 
for two very different audiences, right? Zelda being a very hardcore game, mm-hmm. One Two Switch being more of a casual game. Talk about these two products and just how they represent what Switch is. Well, obviously, I mean, I don't, I don't think I need to talk to you guys about Zelda because, I mean, never give it to us now. Pair, your history with Zelda goes back a very long time. Never that's, heard of it. That's the name of the Elf Boy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, Breath Breath of the Wild, I think, is is a game obviously that people have been waiting for for a very long time. It's the first time outside of you know the Twilight Princess launch that we've actually had a Zelda game at the launch of a hardware system. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, you know just being the game that it is and being what a you know a big shift for the franchise uh you know i think there's going to be a lot of people interested in playing it probably interested in buying a switch to try it out i think there's probably even some people who are thinking oh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna wait i'm not gonna buy a switch yet i'm gonna get the wii u version and and then i'll buy a switch when i see that there's more games coming out and uh, you know certainly that's their choice but i guarantee you that the very first moment that you are walking away from your house to go somewhere on an extended trip and you're leaving your wii u at home you're instantly going to be like oh my god why did i not buy the switch <laughs> yeah. version yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i speak from experience because i you know we've had you know pre-production switch hardware at the office for a while and it's like every time i've had to go on a business trip i can't bring it with me cuz it can't leave the office cuz it's all pre-production I was hardware ask about that right yeah. and so it's you know not even, even in the hotel room in the safety of no one's eyes. Like no, nah, we've got we've got strict hardware and software security protocols, uh, which means I can, you know I can't even bring it home at night. Eighty eighty percent of like the stories that leak in the video game industry is a guy on an airplane <laughs> with a laptop or tablet open. I can't even yeah. imagine bringing this or in there. or leaving yeah. a device at a bar. Yeah. You could yeah, ask exactly. for a bunch of blankets yeah. and just come out. Yeah. I know puddle with the flashlight. You know, like we used to do. That would go over well. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I mean, obviously we're we're super excited for Breath of the Wild, and we've all been been wa- waiting for it for a while um when you look at the game you know when you first saw the game did, was, was it kind of a sense of trepidation that uh you know you see this open world you see link just kind of able to mess around with these setups like in a true kind of open world fashion was there some trepidation where you went "Ooh, what are the diehard zelda fans who like want their hook shot to open hook shot to open this dungeon and then complete it and beat the boss with a hook shot kind of like that loyalist were you worried about their reaction to it no, just because I mean, I mean to a certain degree, you know, and and we've talked about it. It really does go back to the very original game, right? I mean, that first game, you, the game just starts and you're just there, and you don't have anything, and you're like, right. okay, what do I do? Where do I go? And you just start wandering, um, and so it really does kind of bring that feeling back. So anybody, you know, like you or me who's old, uh, can really kind of relive. Not old. I feel great. We didn't get included on that. Man, I, I, had, I had Zelda and NES at launch. Man, oh, don't bring it up. They're gonna really know. He included himself. So yeah, you given. know. But yeah. but I mean, really, it, uh, it it really harkens back to to that, and and really, I think brings back the sense of exploration and discovery that 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 game really pioneered mm-hmm. does it in a way i mean the you know obviously having played on pre-production we're getting you know we'd get updated builds and things like that and so you play the beginning of the game kind of over and over again uh, and it's like every time that's you know you say okay well this time i'm, I'm actually going to head off in in this direction and then you get a new build later and you okay well i went that direction last time now i'm going to go this direction mm-hmm. and see what happens when i go this way first mm-hmm. uh, and so it just it just kind of invites this you know sense of wonder and and just freedom of exploration it's funny because i've played hours and hours and hours of the game i, I actually i haven't finished humble it. brag i haven't i haven't, oh, I haven't, I haven't finished. finished no i haven't oh, finished right. because okay. because i'm just i'm like oh wait should i go do this part of the story or no there's look at that pretty mountain right <laughs> i'm gonna go climb that mountain see what's there <laughs> which i and think like, it's up there link between worlds kind of scratch had itch for me a little bit right and mm-hmm. sort of being one of the first zelda games to kind of bring back that free form i can just walk out and, and start somewhere but even that you know it's top down and it's mm-hmm. sort of it you don't have that like i can see that mountain 100 miles away i can walk to it um where skyward sword felt a little more sort of segmented area by area yeah. so this feels this is definitely more link between worlds than it is skyward sword yeah. right yeah uh, yeah definitely i mean it certainly draws on some of the the shifts they introduced there i also i mean i kind of look at it as it's a little bit like wind waker if there was a continent you know mm-hmm. um and just in terms of there's there's 
so many directions to go in. There's so much to look for. There's so much to find. Of course, in, in Wind Waker, you spend a lot of that time on the ocean traveling from island to island. And now it's like that, all that area is filled in. Right. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, a, it's just this massive land and there's stuff to do in between the areas that you're actually trying to get to. So, uh, but to Pear's point, it is interesting to see Nintendo step away from the traditional items that you're used to. I mean, yeah, the bombs are, are roughly, you can say that works the same, but you have things like the stasis rune. You have things uh, mm-hmm. that just mm. sort of work in very, very different ways. It, it, I think that takes a lot of confidence to just say, all right, uh, folks know these mechanics already. Now let's do magnesis and just mm-hmm. have you picking up metal objects and flailing them around to yeah. sort of play. And, and to be honest, it's funny because, you know, as a longtime Zelda fan, Right, you have something like that stasis room, which you haven't really seen in a game before, and you kind of fall into, oh, okay, I've got my bombs and I'm going to use those, and then, you know, I've got my sword or I've got my weapon. And at times you forget about these other things that you have at your disposal. And stasis in particular is one where there's actually a lot of fun to be had from experimenting with, with that and, and what it does and how you can use it. Yeah. You gonna share some of that? No, <sighs> but it's a, I mean, it, I, it didn't. It didn't dawn upon me until I actually played the game at at E three and kind of was able to mess around with it. That I was like, oh yeah, I guess the the Zelda series never had the kind of realistic physics model, right? Like mm-hmm. back, back, one of my favorite games on the N sixty four back in the days was uh, Ro- Rocket uh, Robot on Wheels, right? right? And that was all about um, objects in the world actually having real physics, and so there was an, an inertia when you hit something it would roll and yeah. i was like oh yeah i guess the zelda games it was you could pick up all these objects and interact but you know they didn't they didn't cause chain reactions mm-hmm. in the same way that this game does where yeah. i mean burning fire produces an updraft or uh, you know a rock rolls into another rock and that rock is affected by that so yeah. i'm, or, I'm or there's, a, there's a boulder on a cliff and you push the boulder over the cliff and and it rolls down one way and then you you know you come back later and there's a boulder on the same cliff and you push it down and it rolls a different way yeah. you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah. whereas the question back. is who keeps pushing that boulder back up there <laughs> <laughs> and what is wrong with that <laughs> yeah well it's the pikmin you know it's so <laughs> the pikmin yeah so i think that's like a really interesting approach to uh, sort of interactivity on the fly but it it's it's what's really fascinating to me is sort of the order in which people will do things cuz yeah. i feel like this is one of those games and obviously we this is IGN we have office full of hardcore gamers who are all going to be playing this game coming in and talking to people about this game i feel like it's going to be almost incredibly dangerous to avoid spoilers constantly Mm because if somebody goes left and i go right and i spent four hours playing the game and they did too we're going to come in with completely different experiences rather than say playing you know you're pretty much your standard issue third person action game these days is oh you got through the first level you got through the second level so i how I, I guess I'm, I'm, what I'm confused about is like how, uh, how difficult it would be to sort of balance a system like that, where you're going to head in one direction and pretty much not, maybe not be able to get into a certain area. Like, does that, does that mean that you're playing completely different ways than other people? Uh, I mean, certainly you are to a certain extent because you can play things in, you know, in, in whatever order you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you will run into, you know, similar to the first Zelda game, you'll run into areas where you get in there and the enemies are just going to, you know, knock, knock your socks off. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so from that perspective, there will be parts of the world where you try to go in there at the very beginning and yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to get wrecked. Um, the other thing that I've noticed, which is I find to be really interesting in just how they've designed the world is that there's times where sort of the geography kind of it, it pushes you in ways and and you know for example like i'll there'll be like a big mountain and i'll see you know something on the map on the other side that i want to get to and then it's like trying to find your path around this mountain and all this and the first time i noticed it it really felt you know it was like i was reading the lord of the rings Mm -hmm. as they're trying to get to you know uh to rivendell uh, as they're being chased by the Black Riders, and they're sort of like getting kind of pushed by the terrain, and mm-hmm. you know, or when they're going up into the Caradras Pass in the in the Misty Mountains, and it's like there's there's places that you want to go to, and you know you can get to, and yet it's not easy, uh, mm-hmm. and there's sort of this struggle yeah. to it. That's yeah. that, and then you think you're going one way, and you find that you've been kind of following this mountain down, and it puts yeah. you out yeah. somewhere that you weren't expecting. When and it's then all about prep, right? Yeah, yeah there's like, something to find yeah. there that maybe you didn't anticipate. So it's really you, interesting. When you look at something like Leap Between Worlds, the the signage was very overt, like quite mm-hmm. literally signage of like you need a hammer to to get through this. Uh, and it sounds like this is going to be a little more subtle. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of like going swimming in Ocarina for the first time and seeing a rupee and 
doing a dive for it and not being able to reach and then going, yeah. like, what do I need to push? Yeah. Well, it's not yeah. like a, it felt like a smart system to just get people accustomed to, Hey, you're going to need this tool for this dungeon. But then later on, you guys completely pulled back on that. Like if you mm-hmm. get to, once you get to dark world, that's not a thing and you can just pick any direction you want to go, mm-hmm. which was really interesting. It feels like though with this game, the training wheels come off much sooner. I mean, right. They, they're it's as soon as you walk out of that first yeah. cave. You know? Yeah. 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 I, I love the, uh, with the free climbing and, and the meter, the grip meter and all that, the game very clearly communicates like what, you can and can't do right now and mm-hmm. it kind of raises hopes for what you can do later like mm-hmm. yeah i you know i play a lot of uh games like the witcher for example where sometimes i'm walking up a mountain and i'm like i don't think i'm supposed to be here you're like kind of walking and shimmying sideways and the yeah. game doesn't clearly tell you yeah. whether we, you can or should do that or if yeah. you're going to get stuck in something but with this game it's i i feel like the on-screen stuff is very very clear that yeah. way yeah you it know? also feels like you're always making a discovery of some kind even if yeah. it's not uh something grand it's still something you go oh look at this Vista, or yeah. oh, look at this mm-hmm. sort of uh, bug I've never seen before. Have you? Exactly. Yeah. I'm curious. Have you run into anything where you kind of you are exploring and you find something, and to this point you're not sure what it is or what it does? Like when oh, I yeah. first played Ocarina of Time, I'd be like, <laughs> you fall into a hole and there's a cow there, and you're like, <laughs> what do you do with a cow? And then of course you learn what to do with it later through music. But anything yeah. like that, you play one two switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. Nice job. Good. Good but, work. But do you have an example of something? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, there. You know, and there's. Uh, there are times where you're sort of hiking up these hills. Um, I, you know, you could probably gauge from the way I describe the game is that the game has roads and there's paths and there's actual benefits to following the paths. And you know, for I talk about how the the terrain kind of pushes you, but if you get on the path and kind of go the roundabout way, you can get around the terrain and try yeah, to get mm-hmm. to where you're going to, whereas I'm the type that's like, roads? Yeah. We don't need any roads. And so, you know, I'll be up, you know, you'll be kind of up hiking in the mountains and you'll see, you'll see, you know, there's a, there's places where you'll see like these conspicuous flowers and, and the first time you see it, you're, you're thinking, well, I, what's that for? You know, mm-hmm. maybe a, Maybe there's a, a purpose behind that. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm off heading in this direction to go to this mm-hmm. place, so I'll put a little stamp on my map and come back and figure it out later. Yeah. Um, and so, and it's not just flowers. There's sort of other things that you'll find kind of scattered about that, oh, well, that I, do that. Yeah, you've shown uh, villagers. You've shown like that you'll sort of wander into these combat scenarios. I mean, talk a little bit about that and maybe some of the experiences and things that unfolded. As loosely or specifically as you'd like, of course. Yeah, well, specifically is always. <laughs> I know, but it, which is is interesting because one of the things specifically that we've done is that we've we. I mean, if I was to ask you, what's the what's the story of the game? Right. What's the flow of the game? Did, did, would you we guys kind of don't know, no. right? I, mean, I have a guess, but I'm not going to waste uh, time on the show to tell you. I'm going to wait till we're off. Uh, we haven't even really seen like a ton of like the temples, really. I mean, just right. some mm. stuff here and there, scratching the surface. Yeah, and so and that's I think really it's intentional. You know, Mr. Mr. Fujibayashi in particular was was he really wanted to? He didn't want to kind of draw a straight line for people in terms of the story and the flow mm. and mm-hmm. things like that. And uh, and so we don't want to. We want people to not only explore and discover the world, but really explore and discover the story as well. So should we like kind of back off off social media for those first few days? Cause there's always that guy. There is there. I, I mean, yeah, there probably is going to be that. It's not okay. going to be me, but yeah. there's going to be that guy, <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. you know? So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there are, there are towns, there are villages. And even as you're out kind of exploring the world, if you stick to the roads, uh, you will encounter, um, you know, people traveling along the roads as well and and there's a lot to learn from them you know some of them you know you may you may be able to get items from and things like that but uh, there's 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 a lot going on in the world so you guys probably had a had a document at Nintendo with very strict rules do not show any items past this one yeah. or any uh, was, was yeah, it well, yeah, pretty yeah, buttoned up on yeah it? very very buttoned up were yeah. you worried after E3 that you showed too much uh, there was uh, there was concern, um, but even with E three, obviously, you know we we didn't show people really, mm-hmm. other than other than you saw the old That's man, right. yeah, um, and we didn't show towns, and we didn't go into stories. We didn't show Zelda either. We right? yeah, we didn't yeah. show Zelda. Yeah. Uh, we actually all we really showed at E three was what Link can do, and we showed it in a very small section of the world, mm-hmm. um, and so. And so what it did, it it framed for people kind of what the gameplay is and how it's different. 
but it still left this whole world of, of discovery out there forever. Yeah. So I think before, even with that small uh, chunk, Jose was coming back. He kept going to your, your booth every 20 I know, minutes. I, <laughs> he, he came back with entire sections of stuff I hadn't, I didn't see anybody else in the press was getting. And I was like, how much is in this demo? The footage, right? Yeah. He showed footage. I'm like, wait, there's snow. Yeah. How did you, how did you find that? He's like shooting yeah. fireballs. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. He yeah. lived, he lived in that booth to he be did, fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what you pay me for. Um, so uh, uh, one thing I do like want to ask gig. before we, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, uh, one thing I do want to ask before we move over to one, two switch, cause mm-hmm. I do want to hear some of the wacky stories around those mini games specifically. Cause some of them are uh, hilarious. Um, you guys announced the season pass mm-hmm. uh, called the expansion pass. You outlined some of the content in broad terms uh, and the reaction to it has been mixed somewhat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm just curious to hear, you know, your response to that reaction. Like sort of how did you feel and what do you think Nintendo needs to do moving forward? With well, this? We, you know, it was, it was tough because we actually, um, we had a lot of debate in terms of do we announce it? How do we announce it? I think one of the things that's unique about the way Nintendo develops games is when we're working on a game, you know, and, and certainly, just knowing the history of Nintendo games, you guys know that it's essentially we use every last minute to make the game as good as we possibly can. Right. Uh, and really what that means is that, you know, the, the dev team was working on the main game, finished the main game, and then as they're starting to get to the very end and, and wrap it up, um, really they said, you know, we, we've made this massive world of Hyrule. Uh, we've spent a long time building it. It would be a waste to just make one game and have that be it. Um, We want people to be able to enjoy exploring this world. And so then they started thinking about, well, if we were going to do DLC, what would we do? How would we do it? Um, And and you can see that in the fact that it's not, the DLC is not launching the day after the game or a week after, you know, it's coming out several months later Mm -hmm. in the form of the first pack and then several months after that in the form of the second pack. And that's because the content's in development, you know? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think from my perspective, you know, obviously if, if we were able to share more detail, that would have been easier. But I think if you look to the example of something like a Mario Kart type of a DLC approach, um, really what the goal is, is, you know, let's give people the option to purchase it when they're there at the store buying the game mm-hmm. and, and give them something to look forward to and kind of, you know, let them know that there's, there's more to come in this world. And if you're a Zelda fan who's buying Nintendo Switch at launch, and really you're buying it for Zelda, I mean, how happy are you to know that, hey, that I'm going to be able to play more Zelda in this world well, again one, later this it's year? It's like one of my favorite things about the original Zelda, which this game is you know, obviously echoing in many ways, uh, is that it had a second quest. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of something we've been buzzing about on this, sh- on this show here for a couple months mm-hmm. now. I just, I'm always like, I really hope this has something like that where you can complete it and mm-hmm. go back. So to me, that's really awesome. Uh, the Switch shirt on Link is just an extra like, wait, what? I can't wait to see <laughs> well, that. Well, it's, like, it's the old horse armor you know, thing again, <laughs> yeah. where it's yeah. like, I, I, I think when people focus on that one element, it becomes kind of like, the, why am I paying for this, this thing? Yeah. But I also understand as a business, right, Nintendo wants to signal ahead of time saying, when you finish this game, don't trade it in, don't sell it, don't give it to your friend, don't lose it. Um, there's going to be more content. And like, right. I, I'm a hoarder. I keep all those games. But I, I think, you know, for younger gamers, they do think about a story-driven game as being finite and then they trade it away mm-hmm. or uh, they, they well, stop. And I feel like we've sort of wished on this show that there would be more with this world uh, oh, and yeah. more use put to this world mm-hmm. because it would be sad to, for it to be, I feel, a one and done and then you guys just step away and move on to the next thing. So. I'm really eager to hear about more when that time uh, is yeah. right and you guys can you know say more to that. Um, so then transitioning, uh, I do want to talk about 1-2-Switch. I the do sense too. Of, yeah, I, I, I've heard. <laughs> um, uh, hang on, I'm going to check if, uh, okay, I'm not in anyone's sights yet. Uh, the sniper, uh, sniper bullet, yeah, right there. Um, no, so, so tell me a bit about working on 1-2-Switch and what that experience has been like. I mean, we've seen uh, Nintendo launch software built in tandem with the hardware before, I feel like. For example, you've been there too with like mm-hmm. Wii Sports. Yeah. And oh. we and we can you sort of draw comparisons or even differences between these two very very specific games? Yeah, I mean I think you know one of the things about One Two Switch that that I find really fun and interesting because we've we've had a lot of opportunity to show it at a few different events now. We had we actually had two separate events in New York uh, earlier. Oh, I don't know what day we're on right now, but maybe earlier this over the mm-hmm. weekend earlier this week. Yeah. Um, and the thing about One Two Switch that I think to me is most interesting is the simplicity of the individual games means that anybody can sit sit down or you know in some cases stand up uh, and start playing and it's fairly easy to grasp what the goal is right away um, and it makes it 
the, the simplicity of it means that it's very easy for people who don't even know each other to sit down and start playing together. And one of the ways that uh, Mr. Takahashi and Mr. Koizumi describe it is they kind of describe, you know, Nintendo Switch, the hardware system, and 1-2 Switch, the game, really as being tools for entertainment. Um, you know, we often say Nintendo, we're not a, a video game company, we're an entertainment company, and, and the hardware is the tools for entertainment that we provide. I actually look at 1-2 Switch as, along those lines as really, it's sort of like, you know, if you're throwing a party... You're going to go out to the party store and you're going to buy all your party stuff. This is sort of like one of the things that you would buy at a party store if it was sold at party stores that you would then you know, bring to your party to kind of be the icebreaker and get people mingling and having fun together. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what we've seen happening. We had an event last week in New York that was uh, media-based with a bunch of media that had never met each other before, and we instantly had them up on stage milking cows and runway doing models. quick draw, yeah, runway yeah. models. You know, <laughs> it's like it's like people. Yeah, and I mean, what other way? Like, what other way are people going to get together and start doing this yep. crazy stuff? Yeah. Other, it, it, this it wouldn't happen if it's one, a lot two, less intimidating than a karaoke. I well, will say that. Well, yeah. okay. <laughs> I mean, Guitar Hero. You know, at one point seemed like the most daunting thing ever, and mm-hmm. then it was at every party, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it just yeah. took over because people looked at the instrument and said, guitar, I get what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And then they learn it and, and uh, it becomes natural. And it grew into rock band yeah. and it went even but, further. And Wii Sports certainly was that way too. Right. right? Like when somebody who doesn't play games looks at a controller, it may be confusing but you see somebody go like this and you're like, oh yeah, tennis or like yeah. this and it's bowling. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if one to switch has that same impact where people kind of look at it and go like, ah, do I really want to do that? And then they try it and they're hooked and they'll come back for more. Yeah, That's really what I love about it that I think separates it from Guitar Hero and Wii Sports is that it's so triumphantly weird. <laughs> yes. Like, why was it not WarioWare? By the way, I was like, thinking that. Like, so this feels like there's like a like Uncle Wario's in the background being like, "Yeah, I made this happen just to go take care of." <laughs> <laughs> like this, this feels like his brand. This is very on brand for him. Um, yeah, that's what I'm very excited about. And there's how many how many different games in it? Are? Uh, like I think it's like what, 20, 28, 28, 28? Yeah, yeah. yeah, 28. yeah. So, and every every time I see it, like I'm something else gets revealed. We saw the sandwich thing. We saw the milking thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the baby, the baby holding thing, <laughs> yeah. is just one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen from you guys. And you guys have been making bizarre stuff for decades. That now. is the been weirdest thing. Nose You're holding the tablet and you're rocking it to sleep, and uh-huh. it's like its eyes closed and it stops crying, the, and then you put it down and walk away. And I was like, that is terrifying. The baby face <laughs> on the screen gets me. Yeah, yeah. I'm really creeped out by this. Yeah, thing. you also have uh, stuff like wacky stuff to take ideas that you already played, like quick draw, but now it's fake draw, and it's yeah. like, okay, ready, steady, five, mm-hmm. and it's not fire, and you're like, wait, mm-hmm. whoever shoots first just lost yeah and it's like wait what yeah i appreciate the amount of games also that sort of move you away from the television i think mm-hmm. it's like it's it's something we see kids nowadays are just holding two phones and a tablet at the same time while watching a tv yeah. show and obviously you're still going to be connected to a video game system doing this but the idea of like putting down the 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 switch and then walking from each side with the joy cons and looking at each other for a little bit <clears> and <throat> pretending you're shooting guns at each other is really cool and admirable i kind of yeah. like that well you know i mean i'm a parent you're you're a parent you know it's the the thing that I really love about it is, you know, I see so my kids spending so much time, you know, just staring at a screen on their own. Like I, we even, you know, we'll have, you know, kids over playing Splatoon, and like, you know, there's one kid playing Splatoon and three kids playing three different games on 3DSs, right? You know, and and then the idea that we can have this system, we each got our controller, we're playing together, we can do this wherever we want to, uh, you know, and and in some cases we're not even looking at the screen. To me, as a parent, is I'm like. That that gets me excited because yeah. my instant vision is, you know, my kids are having fun together. Yeah. Know, right. Do you, do you think it will be as universal as Wii Sports or do you think there's going to be a divide where, uh, you know, like the the core gamer, the the folks who go out and buy The Legend of Zelda, they, they will look at one to switch and say, oh, that's not for me. That's closer to a board game night or something. Or do you think it has that that Wii Sports factor where where everybody can play it? Well, the funny I mean, the funny thing is you say that, but I'm like, I, I'd actually argue that there's probably a lot of Zelda players that that actually play board games, mm-hmm. maybe. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. that's true. You know, yeah. and, and it is, I mean, yeah, it is sort of. It does have that kind of board game night feel. It, you know, it feels a bit like it's kind of funny because there's elements of it that sort of feel like improv night at the same time. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. and and so it's sort of your opportunity to just kind of cut loose and have fun and who doesn't like to cut loose and have fun yeah i'm just reacting to you know when when you when you look at comments from uh, on youtube and on our website like they, there's definitely this contingent of gamers who say 
that's not what I wanted. What is that? Right? Like they're confused about it or they're hostile. Some, some are hostile to that concept. They're very excited for Zelda, but they kind of look at this game and they can't quite grasp why they would want it you know yeah yeah you know. i mean i just i think video the certain part of video games is just like letting go of that tough guy persona i say <laughs> as a scruffy man in a leather jacket but like i don't i bring my 3ds everywhere i'll pull out of you i also see it as something that is uh just such a part of nintendo and nintendo's mm-hmm. culture i mean i yeah. feel like you kind of it, it represents the company so well especially like i feel this platform in the sense that you have your hardcore games mm-hmm. you have your not hardcore games yeah. you have stuff in between those you have the wacky ideas like splatoon um and i just think that that really helps this out versus i feel like maybe the image of, of some of your competitors is more the okay this is mature audience gaming this yeah. is this is that kind of stuff and yeah. I, I think there's room for that i well, think yeah, that's it's, important you know certainly i mean you know i like i like video games i like movies i like sports mm-hmm. I'm not big into knitting, but I'm not really mad that knitting exists. You, know? it's like, <laughs> you should be mad. You know how many people are wasting now? I mean, but there's a lot of people yeah. that like knitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's true. Um, I'm so, amazed uh, Miyamoto hasn't done like Nintendo yet. Oh, well, remember, oh, there, was, remember there, there was the, the add-on. Thing, yeah, for, oh, yeah. For the, yeah, that's the right. There yeah. was the, the sewing machine. The sewing machine. Yeah. Yeah. Steve yeah. Lynn yeah. might have it. We need to get in touch with him. Yeah. We, yeah. It's out there. So, so what are some of the wackier games in the set? The ones that stand out to you that were like, oh god. I can't believe this. Is well, for me, like the, for me, it was less about the the wackier, and and really, it was more the first time I played it. It was it was about the HD Rumble. Um, yes, and, okay. And the the safe cracking game, the very first time I played it, was where you know you sit down and you're looking. You start by looking at the screen, and there's a safe in front of you, and you start turning it and turning it, and you're like, I, I could look at this all day, and it's not going to do a dang thing for me. Yeah. Uh, and then and then you're like closing your eyes, and you're feeling all those individual tiny little clicks inside the controller as you're turning the dial, trying to figure out where's where's the one spot that's gonna where the click is different that's going to give me the hint that this is. I hold it here to unlock that section and then start going and searching for the next one. Right. And it was just that the sensation of, you know, and, and the ball count game is kind of similar, uh, but that sensation that you have in your hand uh, is something that you've never gotten from a controller before yeah. in a video game. Hmm. You know, and I don't know if you guys have played the ball count I game. I did, yeah. Not. Not yeah. I mean, literally the first time you play it, you're like, are are there actually balls in a Joy-Con? Really that, does it feel that accurate? I mean, for, for I, I played the system, but I didn't play one to Switch, so I didn't have that HD Rumble experience mm-hmm. yet. But you would say it, it does feel that unique from a standard Rumble? Yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, different? It, the first, literally, the you know, when we first heard about HD Rumble, we were like, okay, well, that sounds mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. You know, we'll need yeah. to figure out what it is. And then we tried it, and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> how, how, is it the Pikmin again? Yeah. And I was like, how did you do that? <laughs> yeah. No, you really do feel the individual clicks on it. And, like, the first reflex I felt was to shut my eyes. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. not exactly. even look at the screen anymore and just go, okay, wait. Okay, so there goes one. All right. And then you're, like, feeling around in a dimension. And it sounds weird. So and I'm cool. telling you, like, I, I, I felt like I was a crazy person describing it to people. In fact, we tried describing Driving it on this show turned into a bunch of uh, immature kids at the yeah. moment. Sorry, CJ, if you're listening, why did you do that? Uh, or actually, it was Zach's fault. But um, but it was still something. What, what were other ways that you were introduced to HD Rumble? Just out of curiosity, was it mostly through one to, sw- to switch? Or oh well, yeah, like, did you with some do they use stuff? it in the new Metroid game, or do they the like, new uh, what game? Um, <laughs> Had to get one mention in. We tried. <laughs> I was this close. Too. Yeah, this yeah. close. Uh, but, well, yeah, but only in the third level. Yeah. That was the appropriate answer. That's, that's called trick journalism. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. it has never worked. It's never worked yeah. once. I know. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, primarily, you know, it was uh, one two switch, and obviously, you know, being launched, there's there's more games down the road, and I think we'll start to see more uses of the HD Rumble, and I've. You know, there's enough ideas floating around my head where I'm just like, I, you know, I can't wait to see what the what they actually implement because there's a lot that you could do with it. Now, uh, a although lot of, you know, an, another good one in one two switch that takes mm-hmm. advantage of it, and, and maybe you don't want to hear this, but it is no, it's a milking. Oh, the milking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird how you do that with your dad. He's a pro. <laughs> Grew up on a farm. Which, like, you know, like I was watching all the gifts that came out of that <laughs> and people who put certain website logos in the corner. And I was like, there's no way they didn't know this was going to happen. It's not yeah. like you guys were like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Like they walk. You guys kind of walked right into it. Like you, you're owning how weird that is. Well, it's great. Yeah. 
whoever thought somebody would make a video game about milking a cow? I, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, most that. of us milk cows every day without <laughs> yeah. thinking about You guys took it to the next step and poor JC's wearing the hat, which he chose, I'm yeah. sure. But that, that gif is incredible, by the way. It's <laughs> like, one of my favorites. See, like, I expect that sort of weirdness, having played yeah. WarioWare games yeah. and cheese graters and all that stuff. But, like, I, I think it's actually very notable that who who would ever think of making a video game where you don't look at the screen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the that's a really weird concept yeah. um, for for that title. So I'm really curious to try that out. It's the it. idea of making eye contact and milking at the same time. Yeah, that's, that's throwing me off. Just, you got to stop doing that, please. <laughs> don't ever do that again. We're totally um, playing it. But speaking of which, I mean, obviously we've seen a lot of multiplayer During games in, in One Two Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about gamers that want to milk alone? <laughs> <laughs> Journalism. <laughs> uh, well, there's there isn't a single player mode, but okay. you know, certainly if you want to milk alone, you could. Yeah, you, you know, could just milk. you can get your practice on. Right? It has a practice mode, yeah. but will well, will, yeah. will there be like a certain set of mini games in One Two Switch that people can play on their own, or is this like primarily a multiplayer focus? Uh, it really, it really is multiplayer Got focus. It. it really is sort of the the icebreaker at the party, you know. But, but you could, if you want, you could put, you know, controllers on your feet, just pretend on hands. Double you milking. could like, yeah. yeah, you can double milk against. Like your right. appendages. This got weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, only had pets. How do you? Video how games. do you? How do you corral these two? It's tough. Yeah, it's, I say yeah. as one of the people who needs to corral. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've gotten a few extra gray hairs, but I mean, yeah. Yep. The actual we record for about three hours, and then he cuts it down yeah. to about one hour. You cut out a lot of the things yeah. they say too. You'd be uh, surprised. Yeah, yeah. a lot That's of things. Good to know. Yeah, I like that yeah. you're asking that, even though you guys made the weirdest freaking game. Yeah, yeah. don't put it off. We're doing this. Yeah. It's also true. This is also we just provide the tools for your entertainment. That's right. Clearly, the teats. They the teats. Absolutely. Um, I guess then, uh, I, with respect to one two switch, I, I wonder though if, as Pear was saying, because there is sort of, you know, it isn't something that's packed in the software. You guys mm-hmm. with the hardware, you guys made that deliberate decision. Um, are you trying to find more interesting ways to demo that stuff for people? Just because this has to be a hard game to communicate what it is, and to some extent. Yeah. yeah, you know, it is, and it's you know, we in the events that we've seen, it's what's funny is that when people play it, it's you know, it's instant. You know, yeah. they. The, the smiles on their faces we you know you see you see kids playing together and they're having a great time you see parents watching their kids playing and their parents are happy because the kids are having fun and because the kids are interacting with mm-hmm. each other uh, we even you know we had an event where the the parents then walked up and like yanked the controllers out of the kids hands not because they had to go home but because the parents wanted to play themselves <laughs> and so, right and so yeah we'll can you know there's we've got the the sampling events that have been going on sort of up in the run-up to launch uh, we'll probably see some more opportunities down the road you know we're always going to places like pax east and things like that mm-hmm. um and so we'll probably keep keep one two switch in the rotation at some of those events and and we'll you know maybe we'll see opportunities in the summertime as well so any plans to like have a demo on the e-shop or whatever you guys are calling it eventually down the line uh you know not not immediately not right now um they might think about something like that down the road sure. but mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean it's such a it's uh, demo is one thing but it's a game where you when you watch people play it that's when it becomes interesting right, right? so yeah. well that's it, the thing is that it's it's a game that's it is fun to play it's also probably as much fun to watch other people play as it is to play yourself. Uh, we it's had just it's the, hilarious. The entire editorial pit was watching the one to switch uh, reveal event in January, and we were all just clapping and cheering watching all that stuff go yeah. on. It's just one of those, it just showcases really well. Because yeah. it's people having fun, and that's infectious, you know? We're going to solve office disputes this way. You know, whenever there's a disagreement, it's like, all right, draw. Quick draw. There you go. If I have to milk yeah. a cow to get my raise, I'm milking that cow. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that, but now that you brought it up. There you go. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that's illegal. But we'll talk. <laughs> All right. All right, Will. Well, we uh, thank you very much for coming to join us. Yeah, uh, this was a good surprise, a great surprise, actually. And we've got some other fun stuff in store. Not to build up too much expectation, but make sure you're watching IGN the week of Switch launch because we've got uh, some fun oh. things that uh, folks may want to come check out. Um, I'm with respect to, Yeah, yeah. Well, you know some things. I don't, I don't know that much. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. All right. Well, and best of luck with the with the launch of your new console. I mean, I, I thank can't, you. That can't be an easy thing to do. From the outside looking in, we're just like, yeah. you know, I clicked a button on Amazon and someone will deliver it to me. But <laughs> you, you guys had to actually put this thing out, so that's that's super cool. It's uh, yeah, that must be pretty heavy heavy weight to uh, to to get this machine out there. Like I've I have noticed just meeting with Nintendo over the last couple of months, like people were so giddy. Like it's it seemed like you guys were just bursting, wanting to tell the story mm-hmm. about. The device yeah. and wanted to show it off, and you know it's 
pretty pretty late reveal right before yeah. the launch so that that must have been uh, that must have been something for you guys well yeah i mean it's it's been yeah there's we're giddy uh sometimes we're giddy because we're working so hard that it's you know it's like where am i right now (laughs) (laughs) oh this is crazy what city am i in (laughs) remember that if you fall let the pikmin catch you that's right Uh, Uh, but no i mean it's true you know the it's the whole it's kind of funny because the you know we're we're not a very big company uh globally at nintendo and so anytime there's a hardware launch it's like everybody in the company is putting forth every possible effort they can to help get everything ready for it so uh, usually there's sort of like the you launch it and there's a sigh of relief and unfortunately what happens is we launch it and then it's like E3 mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right yeah, you don't even get Christmas afterwards like most consoles right, yeah. 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 well hopefully so. you get to take a breather after E3 and you get to sort of settle down or it's just promotion for the fall well uh, we'll see uh, there's there's a lot coming and a lot to do but most packs uh, Comic Con yeah. oh event season Comic-Con. that's right Games oh, Lord. event season yeah, yeah. Yeah. Space yeah, he World's coming to back Games Con. he's got Nintendo <laughs> of Europe like, that's your problem <laughs> I'm not dealing that. That <laughs> this is Bill Trinan signing off. <laughs> All right. So where can folks find you on the internet? Uh, you have a Twitter, yes? I don't know. Are you allowed to point folks to your Twitter, uh, or do you prefer not to? I don't have a verified Twitter, so my, my Twitter is just my personal. Oh, we're fancy uh, at this table. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fifty thousand dollars that blue check cost. Can you believe it? No, no it's it not doesn't. True, I, I don't mean. know. <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive. That's pretty. All right. well, maybe if you find me, you find me, and then you can see pictures of spiders and read articles That's about science. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. If not, you can point them towards Nintendo's Twitter account for but, anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For if you're looking for Nintendo news, uh, you know N- Nintendo. Actually, I don't even know our Twitter handle. It's just search for Nintendo of America. Yeah, there we go. That's it. <laughs> that sound you just heard may have been the PR person falling over in the chair. Uh, I hope he's all right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. All right, fair enough. Well, make sure you look up uh, Nintendo on Twitter, and if you can find Bill, uh, you'll learn more about science. Um, if you want to follow Brian Altano, you can find him at Agent Bizzle. You can find Per Schneider at Per IGN. You can find myself, Jose underscore Otero. Thank you so much for listening and watching, and we'll be back next week with more Nintendo Voice Chat. Jenny, have you um, ever heard of a vampire slayer? Do you mean the one girl in all the world with the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and forces of darkness? I do. Oh, yeah. I've heard of her. Cool. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together, we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Never seen Buffy before? We will protect you. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? (laughs) Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. So if you've never watched Buffy or if you're about to watch the series for the 14th time, 
come over and join us. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at BufferingCast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.